0: One of the ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world is Midah keneged Midah, measure for measure. Which basically Chazal tell us that if a person acts with kindness, then the Reboi Shel will give him kindness as well. Today, Be'ez HaShem, I'd like to go through a Gavaldi Mitzvah, a Gavaldi Yisait, a beautiful Halacha, which unfortunately doesn't get spoken about too much. Too of them doesn't get learned. And that's the halach of Achlase Zoruchim. A gewaltige halach, a mitzvah. The Zoya Kodesh, Parashas Emor, tells us that the action and the attributes of people below arouse the same reaction from Shamayim. And therefore, when a person acts down in this world with certain acts of kindness, nice to other people in different acts of gemelis chassadim tztaka and all sorts of things then the is like a mirror effect and will act to us in that sort of way as well and then the person will also be filled with uh, rachmanus and mercy and HaKadosh Baruch will give him tremendous thing and obviously the opposite is also true Rahman and it's it's Yisrael Rabo say in Ben-Andor it is Yisrael in this mitzvah as opposed to other mitzvahs that we've learned about previously. And that is that when a person acts with chesed, Akadosh Baruch Hu Midah Keneged Midah gives him chesed as well. And there's nowhere else to turn to look at the stories of the Gedolei le the You look at the Gedolei, you, you look at the Tzaddikim, How they acted with Stachar G'mines Chasadim Achos and you see from the Gedolim such a wonderful idea, and the example that they show to the rest of Klali Yisrael of exactly what the mitzvah of G'mon is are being kind to other people. And it's another portion, as we mentioned from the Zoya Kodesh, that when a person acts in this world with a chesed, in a kindness to other people, Shomayim is like a mirror, Zoyishtet in and therefore, Kodesh Bochum Shemayim reflects and gives us back whatever we give to people over here. So it's something that is a very Chosh Mitzvah, Halacha, I'd like to go through. There was a secularist that once commented and when he was talking about Reb Chaim Oizah And he said that Reb Chaim lo- he wasn't sure, he wasn't sure who Cha- which one Reb Chaim Oize loved more, Torah or his fellow Jews. Al he realized was the love that Reb Chaim Uza had for other Yidin? It's very interesting. It happened that the president of the Jewish Society of the University of Vilna uh, received a request from Rabchaim Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim was the god of Lador. He received a request from Reb Chaim Oizer that he'd like to see him at his home. He never met such a Hoshavat Torah sage. Right, And he's being a lifelong secularist. The gentleman found the invitation a little bit surprising. But I'll upon him, he said, Look, okay, let me go. Let me meet what they call the God of Lador. Let's see what it's all about. So he was welcomed by Reb Chaim Uzzar. He sat there and he was served coffee and cake, whatever it was. They sat chatting for a while. And eventually Reb Chaim Uzzar revealed to him the reason why he called to him. And he said to him like this, he said, I heard that there's a number of Jewish students at the university who unfortunately don't have the means, they have not no no money to buy matzah for the upcoming Yom Tov of Pesach. And therefore, Ibrahim Chaim Oza said, said, right, I'd like to present you, the society president, with an envelope, and this is the money that will contain enough money hopefully to buy the provisions that they need, whether it's wine, whether it's grape juice, whether it's matzah, whatever they need for the upcoming holiday. The man was in complete shock. This was a man that was consulted in all corners of the globe this was the godel al-Hadar, that he knew that all Jews in the whole world consulted him as, you know, Das, Torah, Halakha and his eights, whatever it was but yet, he took the feeling to look at what other people who not necessarily maybe right? I'm going to say this with caution, were going in the same halakha that he held to be right, wrong, right, whatever may be I don't know, but one going in the same halakha that he held maybe was correct, whatever that may be but if our these are Yidin, these yidn also have to keep Pesach, whatever. I don't know how firm they were, I don't know how interested they were, that's not the Nafkavina. But the saw when he came out with such a meeting from a Godmer, was, was his recognition of a fellow Yidin needs something, I have to help him. And again, you see so many Mises from this, from the Gidoelim. For example, just to name just a couple of Mises as well, that, um, I'll give you one mice, for example it's like this it's a Mordeca this one the Kapitian rebbe, right Kiyaduah Kiyaduah that uh, the Kapitian rebbe, Rabbi Avraham Yeshua Herschel right he was the rebel Kapitian he was mamish, a tremendous growing, a tremendous tzaddik Reb Aaron Cutler held and Reb Aaron used to say about him that he is the Godel Hador of Chesed Reb Aaron used to call him the Godel Hador of Chesed gets a, the story happened to him that a, a very bitter and frustrated Rabbi in America came to the Rebbe and he complained of his poverty and I can't even go and afford the basic necessities like a brand new hat. So the Rebbe looked at his hat, he saw some shmata hat and he lit up and he said, hold here a moment. He said, wait here. He ran upstairs to his bedroom and he took out a hat box and he ran downstairs and he said, Here Rabbi, you take this hat box, this is for you. So the rabbi opened it up, and he saw this was the most beautiful rabbinical style hat, that obviously Reb Chaim Oza, I'm, I'm sorry, the condition of the Rebbe obviously say for himself. And he said, what are you talking about? This is the Rebbe's new hat. How can I take the Rebbe's new hat? So the Rebbe said, absolutely not. This is not my Shabbos hat. This is my Olam Haba hat. You don't want me to have a beautiful hat in Olam Haba? Whatever I give away now, in this world... Will remain mine forever in the next world. So if you keep it here, please keep this stocker, keep this wonderful chesed. And that was why Rabbi Aaron used to call him the Godel Ador of Chesed. He was Momish Mole Chesed, to look at what other people need. Just to tell you another Maisa as well, so it's a Mogikamaisa, this one. The Satmar Rebbe used to say over this Maisa, the Satmi Rebbe said over the Maisa that was a, a very big chosid once visited, the Sanzareba. that if you and this chosid came to the Dibi Chaim. The Dibi Chaim said to him, who's a rebbe? Which rebbe do you follow? So he said, I'm a chosid of the Shin of a rebbe. That's the son of the Sansa So he said, really? You're a son of the Shin of a rebbe? You're a chosid of the Shin of a rebbe? What's up, tra- why did you pick this rebbe? He said, he is the greatest rebbe that there is. So the sons of said, really? My son is the greatest rebbe? Well, tell me, what is it that he does so well? He said, you should see how he doubbles and doubles with such a slav as his mom is talking to the Rabbi, inshallah. Sons of said, no, every year has to do that. It's the greatest thing in the world that he speaks to a of law and Davos that way. No, that everybody has to do What's enough give Oh, he said You should see how he learns. He learns about a d'aila for hours and hours. No, all right, very nice. Next. Give me something else. Everyone has to do that. That's a double portion And then he said like this. said the Khasid, he said, I want to tell you what this person is like in chesed The shin of a rov is like in Chesed in Stocker and Charity. In his Gemilas Khazad, and there was once a freezing winter night. And the Shinovah was walking in deep, deep, deep snow. And he saw there was a beggar who was making his rounds from door to door. And he noticed that the beggar had no boots to protect his feet. Right there, at that moment, the Shinovah took off his boots and he gave them to the poor man as a gift. Aha! Said the sons of Rav, that's why he's the greatest rebbe Not the Torah, not the Tzvillah. But his Chesed to somebody else. When you have, a, a, you say that you have to look at what other people need, and the chesed of other people, it gives a person a whole different perspective of life. As I said, I'd like to get now to the mitzvah, and the wonderful halach of our which as we know, and we're going to see by Hashem, is one of the tremendous mitzvahs of Ben-Adam and Chaveiroi, Gemiles Chasodim, Stoker, all goes into the same Indian. There's a Mordeca Rambam. The Rambam writes, Gemiles Chasodim Shabagufoy. There is no amount, there's no cut off point for the amount of chesed that somebody can do for another yid, for another person. As I stated in the Rambam, we say this every single morning. We say it in the morning before Shachris, this is one of the mitzvahs that the Mishnah in Peah says. That it's like a, mitzvah that in a chanam, you'll reap the fruit. You'll get beautiful reward of fruit in this world. But the carrot, the ikah, the main, the principal, all of that is saved for the next world. There's a moedikah also. Chazal tell us like this. Chazal tell us that when, when the Beis Hamidosh was Mekayim, how does the person get rid of his abeiris? No, you go to the Beis Hamidosh, you bring up to the Kohen to the korbud, and you machhafar akansa It's a beautiful thing. Says Chazal in the Gemara, what do we do nowadays? As I stated in the Gemara, what do we do nowadays? We don't have a mesa Says the Gemara, shulchanu, odom, mechaper olav. The Rishonim explain, what does it mean? Shulchanu, odom. Your own personal dining room table is mechaper What's the Pshat? Says the Rishonim, the Pshat is hachnosas olchem. When a person invites guests to his house, that is what nowadays we have as our mizbea as our opportunity to our araveris. And this is something that we have to remember for the rest of our lives. Be'ez we hope that everybody here be'itah bizmanah in the right time will get married and will bring a house and a family. This is a mitzvah that a lot of people don't know as much of a mitzvah. They think it's like a nice thing to do without realizing it's such a gembald gazach. I'll tell you for example that uh, there's a in sukkah the Gomorrah Sukkah actually says Mental Base that the mitzvah Nosus Orchim is greater than Stocka. Now I don't want to give you an hour, now of half an hour how great Stocka is, but Stukkha is one of the top. Al Kaff the Balatanyah in Igeris Ha 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 Chuba, I think it is over there in Tess writes over there that nowadays Iqvisad We're holding by a situation where Mashiach is about to be. How do we how do Ribai Shalom? How do we come closer to the Ribani Shalom? To T do acts of kindness to other people. Aye, Talmud, 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 that was for their days. Nowadays, we're not holding on that. Adjrega, as I used to do the Balatanya already. Al-Khaponim, the Gemara is The where the Achnossus Orchem, bringing somebody into your house, we'll have to explain what that means, a poor person, a rich person, what is the, what's the Hagdorah of the Achnossus Orchem, but Al-Khaponim, as I used to in the Gemara, in Ksubus, in Sukkot of Memtes, Achnossus Orchem is great, greater than Stalker if we look at the parasha of Avraham Ovinu, when Avraham was bringing in what he thought were Orichim but really we know that they were Arabs I am sorry he brought in what he thought were Arabs but really they were Malachim, sent from the and to makayim this Kavaldiga Mitzvah that he was waiting for, of Avnos' Orichim. You see that the Torah goes through lengths To explain what did he give to them, how did he serve it, who's in charge of bringing this, who brought that, what's the the details for? So Chazal, the details, the Chavitz Chaim says this in Havas Chesed. The Chavitz Chaim says, what is the Torah teaching us? The Torah is teaching us, look at this mitzvah, not Stabinach HaMetzvah. It's the mitzvah, the Torah is trying to teach you that every single prat, every detail is so Chosheb. Adkadekach, that Chazal actually tell us as well, Hachnosas Orchem is a tremendous scholar. Reb Chaim Palagi in the Sefer Kafachaim writes that if a person wants a scholar for children and not only children, children of Tamidich Chachomim, everybody wants to have kids, and everybody even more so wants to have kids that are Tamidich Chachomim. Reb Chaim Palagi in the Sefer Kafachaim, one of the biggest scholars, or Hachnosas Orchem without a shilu whatsoever, it's also a scholar for Ari Chas There's a Gemara. The Gemurian Rosh Hashanah tells us that Abayah lived 20 years longer than Rabbah. Rabba. What's the reason? Because Abayah had these acts of Chesed, Gemilas Chasodim, that other people not necessarily had on the same Adrega as him. As I stated in the Gemurian Rosh Hashanah Now, the Shail is exactly what was this mitzvah of right? We're talking all about it in the Gemal the Gemilas. But how do we maintain this mitzvah? How do we do this mitzvah of the Right? the Is every single person. So the is like this: the Rambam wants to learn that the makor of anas Nashim is where the Torah says v'halachto bedrachov, which means we are commanded to go in the deck, in the mahalach, in the same way as the Rebbeinu Sheloilam. And therefore, since we are commanded to emulate Hakadosh Baruch Hu's ways, and Hakadosh Baruch has rachmanas on us, and therefore we also have to do all acts of kindness, which the Rambam Rambam holds is Nikhlal in the midst of noses aruchim. Others want a taina; it's vahap to the meicha The Rambam in different places says that when a person invites guests, it's Mamash vahap to the meicha Others want a taina. No, uh, there is a guy in some about it. Now the Shai is like this: What does it mean, noses Does it mean? that I see somebody after downing on Shabbos and I see the guys, Pasha got nowhere to eat. You know, I had some one time after Shabbos, a fellow came to me and said, Pasha, I don't have where to eat. It's very rare, very rare. No, in the olden days, it was a very common thing. People traveled all over the place. They waited after downing for people, Posha to invite them. It was like a normal thing to do. You waited there, you go over to somebody, you've got in to eat, no, come to my house. Generally, nowadays, you don't have it so much. Maybe different places you do, I don't know. But in a normal, regular place, you don't generally have people that don't have meals. So, Adam fellow came to me, says to yeah, me, I, I don't have anywhere to eat right now. If you don't invite me, I'm probably going to go hungry. Right? With Shabbos, where do I expect him to go? So, is that Hachnos's Orochim? Or how about I want to invite a couple of boys over? Stop! But also, guys over for Shabbos. No. Is that called Hachnos's Orochim? And I what's the gender of Hachnos's Orochim? So, it's interesting. The Ramah in Orochim, Simon Shinnah Gimel, in Hilch Shabbos, actually says a very interesting thing. There are more Paskins that Hachnos's Orochim means they don't live here. They live somewhere else and they don't have anywhere else to stay or anywhere else to eat. As I stated, the Ramah, says the Ramah, you invite somebody that lives in your town, that lives in your place near you, and it has got somewhere to eat, but it's nice to have him by the night. The Rama Paskins, that is not considered; it's a beautiful thing to do. I'm not taking away for a second of the Gavaldig Chesed and stock and all sorts of wonderful things. But if you want to be yaitz to this Gavaldig school of this mitzvah, this wonderful Allah of him, the Ramah upon him says it's not good enough. Other uh, they say no anyone that you invite even a group of friends is considered to be how do we paskin so there's a mishtabura the mishtabura paskins the halacha that even according to the ramah if a person invites an additional friend to enjoy the meal as company for a guest then that's considered to be a orchem for the guest for the friend that's a very interesting halacha l'maysa again for sure if he's um, if out of town he's got nowhere to eat and you invite him somebody's coming over and you invite them there's no shila, that's for sure considered to be Hachnosus Orchim now the said so is apply to poor people or rich people very interesting there's a Maril the Maril writes Hachnosus Orchim is only in to wealthy people watch the Pshat because if you have a poor person that's not that's the Mitzvah of Stalker. Poor person is, is, is stuck in Achnosis Ochim. You want to be yoked to the Mitzvah in the school of Achnosis Ochim? According to the I it has to be done with somebody that has money. The Shla Kodesh says, forget, I'm this. The Shla Kodesh, though, no, it applies to anybody. It applies to anybody that needs a meal. not the Maisa, the Maisa, a person has to know Achnosis Ochim is so chosh of Adgedei Kach, as chazal. That if a person's about to go to the base he's about to go learn. And somebody comes because he needs Poshat somewhere to eat, somewhere to have a drink, whatever it is, and you want to invite them in? You stop your learning. You stop going to the ma'isim and you give them that. More than the the mitzvah shalas which means it can't be done by other people as well. This is very against. Sometimes you have a guest, right? You've got a guest coming in your house, and you've got to mincha. You've got to mincha. So your choice is: What do you do? You tell him, "Sorry to tell you, but I've got to leave now because I've got to mincha." That's not very nice. it would be very upset, especially if someone that's close to you might say, "You know, I came all the way to visit you this that and the other, and you're you, you just eating me." If that's the case, you have a header right now not to double with the minion. Maybe later you do have to. It's the same as Allah as well. If you, if you, for example, could tell him, oh, you know, you have someone over there, and the there's no shayla, where's such a thing over there? There is a tremendous shayla when you invite people who are not necessarily going to make a bracha. right? You have someone in the house for example, you have someone that's coming to fix the electricity and someone's coming to fix the I don't know the plumbing in the house. So you want to offer a drink, you want to offer my you know a piece of cake, this that and the other, right? Shallah His mom is hungry, he's been sitting there the whole day working, he's got nowhere else to eat, he's got enough food right now to go and buy. So cool that I have another problem. How am I gonna how am I gonna give him something he's not gonna make a bracha? So a lot of posts can help. If you know for sure he's not gonna make a bracha on his Food, so it could be that you're not allowed to give it to him. Because you know Vadeit. We're talking about gid. obviously. Izagid is not going to make a broth. It's a tremendous shy, The same thing with bread. And he's not going to wash as well. The shayla is if a person's allowed to give, uh, have people coming to his house. If he is... In which case. If you know for sure, you shouldn't give it to him. If you know for sure. It's a suffix, you can. You or, the only... that The Rupsharman comes out like this. And he says, that if you're dealing with Kiruv. Meaning... If you know you're dealing with someone that if you're not going to give him, he's going to he'll be more upset with you. Or if you give him, hopefully you'll eventually get him closer and closer to Torah. So then there's a mock to be You have It depends. It depends who you're dealing with. Right, a lot of times, I've had this myself, right? I'm sure everybody knows. Sometimes you have people that don't come with that. No couple, All of a sudden, you give him a glass of water, puts his hand his on the head, You know, it's like a... It's unbelievable. It's a Yerusha Tremendous, that person will get unbelievable. i component, you? yeah. Um, are you gonna let's invite him for Shabbos? Oh! Reb Moshe talks about this case. Reb Moshe talks about this case. It's a bigger arichist that will take me a minimum of 25 minutes to go through, which I haven't got time, unless you guys want to stay till 11 o'clock, I don't mind. So Reb Moshe says, is a if you know that they're going to drive to you and drive home, then you're not allowed. What the Eitzah normally is, is you, what you do is driving there, okay, you try it. maybe come before Shabbos, whatever. And then you offer them a place to sleep. You say, listen, I've got a spare room. Come and sleep by me. If they turn it down and say, no, that's not my problem. If I invite them without giving them a place to sleep, I'm basically telling them to drive home. Because there's no other way to doing it. Again, these are complicated Shilas. Each personal Shilas should be asked to a personal uh, one's personal Orthodox rabbi. But I'll call upon him in a regular case. That's the general idea of where we're holding over debt. Yeah, what about anything else you might do? You might take an elevator. To... No, no, that's not my problem. That's not I live on the third floor. He can walk up the stairs. He can take an elevator. He takes the elevator. That's for his own good, not for my good. No, no, no. If you live on the twenty eighth floor, I don't know. I had a fellow one time. who says to me oh, it was afterwards because it was too obviously on Shabbos. My phone generally doesn't get answered. So he was staying in a in a hotel somewhere in I don't know if it was Japan or Hong Kong. And before he got there, it was a very famous and um, obviously he had to stay in his room no, actually no, he didn't want it. there was a of mini nippers in the area whatever it was Bikitsa uh, he made sure to tell the um when he booked his uh, hotel over there, that I, I need, I need the, the lowest floor closest to the knesset, to the reception lobby, because obviously on Shabbos, when I want to go and in in the minyan or eat with the Chabad, whatever it is, I want to make sure that I can walk up without having, it's one of these, you know, huge skyscraper, 144 floors, whatever it is, and he doesn't fancy walking up on Shabbos, especially when you can't have a shower, He said, no problem, we'll give you the next floor up after the, uh, the Kabbalah, after the reception, after the uh, entrance level, that's no problem. What he didn't know, was that was on the 72nd, floor that was the reception the Kabbalah was on the 72nd floor so he got the 73rd floor we can see to to all got from Shabbat as I'm a old cold poly going back to the mitzvah at hand of mitzvah is like this is the nice number one that's right that's right another halacha which is Nagar as well is that when a person has to know this as well when you've got a oyrich, when you've got a guest coming to your house, you know, it's very nice for you to invite him. I'm busy right now. Here's a cup of water. Here's a coffee. Here's a cake. Let me go back to my business. Let me go back to my learning. Let me go back to whatever it is I'm busy with. So it's interesting. The aloha is that a person should not just leave them to themselves. There was a famous maisa when uh, Rabbi Khil Yaakov Weinberg, right, the, the Sridi Aish, came to visit Rabchaim Oyza on Sukkahs. So Rabbi Chaim Oyza came and he served Rabbi Weinberg food at the Sukkah. And he explained to him, I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm eating inside because I'm potter from the sukkah. It was too cold, whatever it is. It was an older fur, older robe, whatever. So he said, I'm going inside. A couple of minutes later, he comes running back inside and he sits with him. He said, well, I thought you're potter from the sukkah. I thought you were eating inside. Yeah, you're right. But I'm not potter from Achnosas Ochem. Achnosas Ochem tells me that I have to sit with you. And that's the Mamishli Yisoid. If we want to look at anybody, anyone, to give us an idea of Achnosas Ochem Rabbi there's no bigger Musa Haskal that I found in Rav Shalam Shadwan. Rabbi Shalom Shadron was Mamish, the when it came to Let me just read you a couple of things that is written in his biography over here in Mufush in the article page 62. That it writes over here, such an amazing thing, that it says over here Rabbi Shalom was probably one of the gedolei Hador in Achnossus O'ochem. Right? There was a time when he even wanted to devote shi'urim. As you know, Rosh Hashanah was mamish. That big maggot used to go and give his shi'urim all over the world. And he wanted to donate many of his shi'urim to this topic of Achnasus Orchem because he felt it was so khashim. But Al-Khobalim, I don't think he managed to do that. But the Mice, his personal example of how he set his life was something that everybody, personally, whether it was his family, whether it was his neighbors, whether the people that heard it, and even me that read it, got a tremendous chizik from hearing about it. There was a particular story which struck me. It was amazing. This story is told of a very oddly behaved guest who suffered from a very painful stomach disorder. They weren't sure if it was real or it was just imaginary. Al Capone, this fellow over here, tiny that he required oil massages and frequent bandaging all the time. He had strange fears. He used to, at any moment he would suddenly erupt and he would shout, give out, they want to kill me. Right, so most sort of people sort of kept away, you know, when he's coming in. They sort of cross the road to make sure that he doesn't meet you, doesn't get to you. And even if people who are a big rachmonist and tremendous compassion, the said their doors of their homes were always close to him without a shiner. Where did he go? Where did he turn to? There was only one address that he could go to, and that was 17 Shari Chesed, which was the address of Rav Shalom Shadron. And he found it, and Rav Shalom used to devote time to him. He would change his bandages the Rebetson washed them with her own hands. There was no washing machine in those days. The Rebetson fed him. She calmed him. His clothes used to reek so unbearably that the family members were unable to be near him for more than a few minutes. That was ugly how bad it was. At night, all the girls of Reb Shahran and the mother slept in one room and Reb slept in the other one right near the guests. Right now, according to Reb which there were many guests like according to his son-in-law there were many guests like this and nobody used to want to sit next to him Shalom would put him right next to him on the table to make him feel choshev even though the other members of the family Posheth couldn't take the smell he would allow them to go slightly a bit further away Posheth otherwise they wouldn't be able to eat the Shabbos Suda but Al-Koponim he was mummish he used to tell his children how choshev how it was not to embarrass their guests he used to say that in our house we perform the mitzvah anybody that finds it too difficult can eat somewhere else that's what he used to say he somebody came once came into Rabshalom's house and they found him as usual sitting and learning. Not far from his chair, sat a simple Jew reciting t- uh, t- to him aloud in a big v- loud voice. Later the man told, told him that he distributed newspapers and he had time left, left on the days. So he came to Rashalm house he eat a meal, meet, and sat uh, sat saying to him the whole time, and Rabshalom would take pay him for all these sorts of things. I mean, there's so many mice that go on in Rabshalom Shalom's house, it's in But the Yesoid that we're meant to get from this is as follows. We have to realize, as we started with as well, that when we show rahmanus on somebody else, HaKadosh Bochu Kiilu, like a mirror, mita Keneged Midr shines the Rahmanas on us as well. It's the that we should remember for our whole lives, to take guests into our house, to treat them correctly, not to embarrass them, whatever it may be. And Be'ez HaShem, the should give us all the siyat and to the this mitzvah in the best possible way.